Welcome to the Newson Health Menopause Podcast. I'm Dr. Louise Newson, a GP and menopause specialist, and I run the Newson Health Menopause and Wellbeing Centre here in Stratford-upon-Avon. Today I'm really excited because I've got Tracy Rutter, who's our nurse, who works here with me in the Menopause and Wellbeing Centre. So hi Tracy. Good morning Louise. So thank you for agreeing. I've um, pulled her upstairs into a room so we're going to just talk a little bit about Tracy's experience um, and also your professional experience because you haven't been a nurse with an interest in the menopause for very long have you? No I haven't, I haven't at all. So just if you don't mind share with us your journey for coming here, your professional journey, what you've done in the past. Well, I trained in the army in 1980 and then got married and left and became a casualty reception station sister, which was amazing from nursing soldiers to the families and that was lovely. And then just by chance when we were posted to France, I was asked if I'd like to join a school and that was super. So from that day on until January of this year, I've been nursing children. Right. Uh, in the last about 20 years, it really has been concentrated on caring for adolescent girls in particular. Okay. So to arrive at your door and think, oh my goodness, now having listened to so many young girls who are entering something quite frightful. Totally. Um, lonely at mm. times and um, very painful. Yes. Um, so now listening to people who are my age mm. and younger. Yes. So I'm 57 and yes. the girls, you know, the ladies that are coming are all ages, which Literally. is incredible. And did that surprise you? Oh my goodness. The, the, the lady who arrived at the door who was late... Seven years, and it was just you know I've heard of you and I need some help maybe. What do you think? I love that Mm. open door policy. And then were you surprised also because we do have quite a lot of younger women here as well, don't we? Um, Yes. Obviously, the average age of the menopause is Mm fifty-one. Perimenopause, so time around the menopause Mm -hmm. when symptoms start, usually in the mid forties. But we have a lot of women in there. 30s that come here. Did that surprise you? Well, yes. You know the emptiness syndrome mm. of when they, their children are leaving to go to yes. boarding school or even going to university. They had put their symptoms, a lot of them, down to the fact that, where have my babies gone? Where have my Absolutely. chicks? The nest yes. is empty. Yeah. But wait a minute. There's something not quite right with myself. Totally. So yes, I'm finding that very surprising. Yeah, and I think because symptoms come on often very gradually, don't they? So Mm. it doesn't happen overnight. Obviously, women who have um, a surgical menopause, if they have the ovaries removed, it can be very harsh, very sudden. But for most of us, symptoms come, and like you say, it's around the time something happens, and with this sandwich generation, aren't we? So our children are pulling us in one way, maybe our elderly relatives another way, our partners and our jobs so we we think well that's why we're tired that's why we're fed up that's why we're stressed that's why we're irritable and myself included don't always think about hormones when it happens to us so no well that's it it's just a whole whole um plethora of Mm. symptoms and signs that somebody then nails and says oh my goodness I'm not going mad yes I'm not seriously ill with cancer yeah I haven't got a brain tumour. Mm. And 
Yes, these things have to be ruled out, obviously. Yes, but, um There's an awful lot of reassurance and comfort. Yes, I mean, certainly I see it, but I'm sure you do with our patients, that people feel very relieved mm-hmm. that oh, yes. they know that there's a reason for them feeling like this because I think a lot of women feel very vulnerable, don't they, when they're yeah. having these symptoms and they're blaming themselves and they feel they should pull themselves together. And they feel like they're failing. Yes, and yeah. they're trying to keep, um, uh, you know, really strong for their children. Maybe their husband's working all hours. Maybe yes. they're working all hours. Yeah. Maybe they're the breadwinner of the family. Mm. And with these um, pressures, you know, you've just... It is just alarming how the menopause is affecting yes. everybody. Yes. Who is. I mean, I know when I had symptoms, my memory was all over the place. And as you know, I am rather busy, but I kept forgetting the girls' um, PE stuff or their music. <laughs> and it was only small I things. I didn't notice that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there's, or they'd say, oh, I mean, I'm going out tonight. Really? Mm. You haven't told me? Yes, yeah. mommy. I told you yesterday and I told you the yeah. day before and you said that was fine. Why can't you remember? Yes. And I thought, gosh, this is because my brain's too busy thinking about work. But actually, in hindsight, it was because my brain wasn't functioning because I didn't have the right hormones there. So, yeah, and it's it's difficult. So I just wanted to tease out from you, if I may. It's very interesting, this analogy with adolescent girls and perimenopausal women and sometimes people say to me well the menopause is a natural phenomenon clearly we will all go through it as women if we live long enough um so why medicalize it why do they need to come to a clinic why do they need treatment because when you're adolescent we don't medicalize that it's not a medical term but adolescence and puberty can cause a huge amount of problems and unrest Mm. in girls can't it Oh my goodness, Mm. if only people could see what I have seen in the years that I have cared for girls. Okay, I've got two girls now who Mm. are 13, 32, but to even as young as 11, you know, you can see that things are happening, they're changing, and they are not coping. Mm. They are low, a lot of them, they're very competitive. But what's happening is mummies are also probably at their stage. stage so you get the clash of the titans with mummies and um, their, their little pups because yes. they're just at the same stage but different years. Yes, which can be very difficult because then there's less understanding, isn't there? Because the mothers are thinking, oh, she's really annoying me. And their daughters yeah. are thinking, oh, what she turned into? She yeah, she's a monster. Partner. So it's really hard, And then it? the father... Mm. or the partner of mummy is just completely and utterly... Bewildered. (laughs) Bewildered. Confused. (laughs) Yes, driven to distraction. But there we go. I think that um, it is a a very harsh learning steep cut. You know, the curve is huge. But certainly at schools, they do get quite a lot of education, don't they, about periods, certainly sexually... Um, sexual education, so sexually transmitted diseases. There's a lot of education, a lot lot. of talking, which is great. It's really good, isn't it? And And certainly my... I've got three girls, and the older two have been taught a lot, which is great. But they haven't been taught about the menopause. There's nothing, is there? No. And what is really sad, I find, is that with young girls and puberty, there's always hope. You know, they've got their whole future ahead of Mm. them, hopefully, and they've got an awful lot of hope. With the people, you know, women who are going through the menopause, they are finding that, wait a minute, is my life over? Where's the hope? Where's the new opportunities? And am I going to feel better? And that is huge sadness. 
Totally, and I think also even when you're in the turmoils of puberty as an adolescent, you know it's not going to last forever. You That's know? right. And everyone says, well, just give it a few years when your periods are more regular, your hormones will balance mm-hmm. and you'll be better. And it's quite, it's a really exciting time of your life, isn't it, when yeah, you're a teenager? I look absolutely. at my children and I think, gosh, how lovely. And you're beautiful, they're, your skin's got elasticity. Yes, I know, <laughs> they're young, they've got lots going on, they've got a whole future ahead Hair, of them. it's beautiful yes. and shiny. Yeah, so... Um, and also, you're only thinking about yourself often as an adolescent, yeah. aren't you? Whereas suddenly, 30 some or 40, however many years later, it's very different. You're mm. at the bottom of the pile anyway, yeah. because you're caring for other people usually. Um, and then this is happening. And then, I'm sure you know, the average length of time for menopausal symptoms is seven years. Yeah. But it could be decades. I'm sure you've spoken to people who are in their 70s and still have... Not the odd hot flush. Yes, yes yeah. absolutely. And the odd feeling that... I'm all alone. Yes. And, you know, frightened. Yes. And, you know, no motivation. And that is really hard. Yes. So it's very different, although there are uh, comparisons as well, aren't there? And I feel certainly um, giving women the right hormones can make a huge amount of difference. But like with adolescents, it's thinking about um, their diet, their lifestyle, their well-being, Mm. their sleep. Is yes. really important, isn't it? Hugely. And but the problem what I'm seeing and you're seeing is the fact that they because their motivation is so low mm. at the beginning of their time with us, they're they may be put on weight, they may yes. be not wish to do exercise, yes. they may wish to just keep away from people yes. and just live their own life mm. and just potter. But with the hormonal yes. treatment therapy the holistic approach yes. they are then beginning to say wait a minute I yes. might just go and mow yeah. that lawn I might just go and do that um, holiday yes, that I've been totally. promising myself so that is what is just absolutely magical about the clinic is seeing people come back for follow-ups yes because you're doing that now you've been here for oh longer. my goodness since January yes. even and so um so for a few months that you've been seeing women who have been probably at the worst mm. time ever in their lives and now they're coming back and and the HRT works quite quickly doesn't it yes did you expect that before you came here that you would have such a transformation in so many women well having had a hysterectomy in mm. April of last year and I was given a, a an estradiol patch and everything and I thought right okay bingo this is me mm. I'm going to be fine I've got nothing inside and I'm just going to need that patch yes. forever and then come Christmas, I was thinking, oh my goodness, is this it forever? Mm-hmm. How I feel now that I get good days and then I get bad days, but it is a bit of a roller coaster. And then having met you in, uh, well, I've known you a long time now, having come to the clinic in January mm-hmm. and having everything reviewed and hormones profile performed, I was able to go, that's the science yes. reason that I'm feeling it. Yes. And that's the comfort. Mm. because you can actually see it you know the numbers that should be you know treated this is not acceptable and that for me was hugely reassuring um because I could see it and then having started estrogel and testosterone it isn't abracadabra no but you've also you have that hope and then suddenly you you have that energy yes it's quite it is interesting isn't it and i think 
even having been there myself, you don't know how much is related to your hormones and how much is related to to life. But um, as you know, we don't do a blood test to diagnose menopause or perimenopause. Certainly women over the age of 45 it's a waste of time and and I'm sure you've seen women and we certainly see a lot who have been tested by their their GP or their nurse and said oh your hormones are normal therefore you can't be menopausal but hormones fluctuate so much so to make a diagnosis we don't do a blood test but like you rightly say we do blood tests to monitor and to see because um, women absorb estrogen at different rates and at different amounts so we want to know, firstly, that a woman's absorbing the oestrogen, and this is women who have oestrogen through the skin as a patch or gel, which is the safest way, safest, yeah. you know, there's no risk of clot that way. Um, and also we want it above a certain level to help protect the bones and heart, mm. because as you know, it's not just about symptoms, it's about improving future yes. health and reducing this risk of heart disease, osteoporosis, mm. diabetes, mm. arthritis that we get when we go through the mm. menopause. So that's the reason we do blood tests. Yes. Um, you said quite openly, which is very kind of you, that you are taking testosterone. Now that's obviously a male hormone and you're having a male hormone and you're female. So um, I will talk a bit about it to explain to listeners, but just what was your feeling when I said to you about testosterone? Had you, did you know anything about it? Or well, I knew that but our bodies produce a yes. small amount naturally yes wait a minute i've got the <laughs> hysterectomy and now i'm empty mm. um i had a, um, a testosterone implant oh did you yes i did and then that self-exploded apparently <laughs> which sounded pretty ghastly but that's what i was, was that after about. your operation that was during the operation okay, and then it, i think okay. it lasted 12 weeks like and that, that might be incorrect yes. but it was something about that yes you can see it was a bit of a fog then <laughs> but no and then I thought well hold on a minute maybe because it's now gone yes. come December that is what I needed missing, yes. and that was what I was missing but if you th- well if I thought about it carefully I was think, wow you know what's going to happen is mm. my voice going to get deep am I mm. going to get hairy uh, yes. you know all of these things you know, am I going to have the hugest sexual drive that I really don't really want? Yes. And, uh, but seriously, um, I felt very positive. Yes, yes. You know, I had an awful lot of faith that actually it's yin and yang with the hormones. Yes. And um, I was very sad to lose everything, if I'm honest. Mm. And you didn't feel very much like a woman for a while. Yes. Um... But then you have your babies to remind you, kind of yes. thing, who come home. But actually, it was really, it was, it was, an, it was a missing piece of yes. the jigsaw. Well, it's a big thing. I mean, obviously, you had a hysterectomy when you're a bit older, and you've had. Luckily, mm. you say you've got two daughters. Whereas for a lot of women, we see, don't we, women who've had cancer for various reasons, yeah, and they've sad. had everything taken away. And they haven't been able to have no. children. So it's, and then suddenly you're flawed into a surgical menopause when your hormones have been working absolutely fine and then bang, it happens. No, it's that's very awful. harsh, isn't it? And certainly the guidelines, we here work out of the NICE, the National Institute of Health and Care Excellence Guidelines, mm. which are sort of government-endorsed guidelines. Mm. They came out in November 2015. And they're very clear that if a woman has a surgical menopause, so has their ovaries removed... They should be spoken about beforehand and counselled about hormones and about the potential mm. of HRT. And most women should start HRT after to replace 
the hormones that your body yes. would be producing. But sadly, often this isn't happening. And certainly if any women listening out there haven't had good advice, then they need to, to get it. Um, certainly if women are young, so under the age of 45 and have a surgical menopause, then it's essential they have hormones because yeah. we're designed to produce hormones until our late 40s, early 50s. Um, and then over that age, it, there's still... HRT has more benefits than risks. And the good thing, as you know, about having a hysterectomy is that having estrogen and even testosterone, but you don't need a progesterone usually when you've had a hysterectomy, you've got no risk of breast cancer, no. which is really reassuring. Um, having said that, I've just read an article that if I drink... <laughs> not for a lot, indeed. <laughs> you know, what is it? Five women, uh, four women out of five, they don't, they're unaware yes, of the link between absolutely. And breast cancer. It's absolutely right. So if you look at the risks for breast cancer, mm. the commonest risk or the, the uh, commonest risk worldwide for developing breast cancer is obesity. And as you know, women and men sadly are getting fatter. Um, so there's an increase in incidence of obesity, which is associated with all cancers, all cancers not just breast yeah. cancer. So also, um, drinking alcohol, like you say, drinking mm-hmm. a couple of glasses of wine a night mm-hmm. increases a woman's risk yes. of breast cancer, but also not exercising, did you no. know, increases uh, yes. the risk. Thank yes. goodness we've got a big staircase here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, but it's really interesting, isn't it? Because a lot of women um, we see and, and talk to, and certainly I'm sure you do as well, they are so worried about this breast cancer risk. With it's HRT. huge. And or we can just spend a couple of minutes maybe talking about it because... I will keep talking about it because it's the Mm. biggest reason that people are scared. And Mm. it's also the biggest reason that healthcare professionals are scared about HRT. So um, when uh, we used to prescribe, so when I was a junior doctor, we used to prescribe HRT all the time. People used to come back, love it, love it. And then suddenly everyone stopped and got very scared. Mm. Um, And I'm sure you know in 2002, there was this big study called the Women's Health Initiative, Mm. WHI study. It was flawed for many reasons, actually. Mm. It was a, it was crazy in some ways because it cost a fortune to undertake huge numbers of women in America. But because everyone loved HRT, they thought, right, let's give it to women who are in their 60s, but we'll start giving it to women. So they, these women have gone through the menopause naturally. A lot of them, their symptoms have gone. And then they give them HRT, high doses of tablet estrogen and an older progesterone. So very old fashioned mm. HRT that even me, I don't prescribe, I wouldn't prescribe such high doses in women in their mid sixties. And a lot of these women in the study were overweight or obese. And a lot of them had established heart disease. So, that had so heart it's not attacks. a true... So it's not a true picture. It's not the women we see in this clinic. Yeah. And so they gave those. And then some of these women did have heart attacks, did have breast cancer, but they had other risk factors. Mm. So the initial results um, were not analysed properly. They were leaked to the media and even to the medical press saying HRT, risk of breast cancer, risk Ghastly, of... And yeah. so awful. Nail in the coffin for HRT. Since that study, they've reanalyzed the data, looked at it really carefully. And what's reassuring is, well, there's lots of reassuring things. Firstly, women who've had a hysterectomy, such as yourself, and have only estrogen, actually, in that study, they had a slightly lower risk of breast mm-hmm. cancer. So that was really good. It also showed that young women who started HRT within 10 years of their menopause, so usually that's women under the age of 60, um, those women had a lower risk of heart disease and osteoporosis, which is really good. They've also now, because it's a while ago, followed those, those women still taking HRT up for 14 years and showed that the women on HRT 
had a lower risk of death from all causes, including cancer. So that's quite Gosh, amazing, it isn't is. it? But that doesn't go to the press, does it? It's all about no. how bad HRT is. And one of the reasons that women who take HRT have a lower death is because most of us will die of heart disease. About 45% of women yeah. die from heart disease. So heart attacks, mm. strokes, anything that burrs up our lining of our blood vessels increases our risk. And that's what we're more likely to die from. Taking HRT, as you know, within 10 years, starting it within 10 years of the menopause, when our, hopefully our arteries are nice and healthy, it keeps them healthy because it's an anti-inflammatory, mm. the oestrogen and the lining of the, the blood vessels. So that was a big confusion and it still is a confusion. And we've got other studies that are well established that show how... So it preserves it us. It does really, yes. yes. And, um, you know, sometimes people will say, well, it's anti-aging, why are you doing this? Shouldn't we age naturally? And of course we're sitting here getting older. Yes, but we don't want to be miserable. But no, and also um, you could argue that giving blood pressure treatments anti-aging, giving um, a statin to lower cholesterol is anti-aging. Yes. You know, so where do you draw a line? And actually we know that having HRT reduces the risk of a heart attack more than a blood pressure treatment yes or a statin for cholesterol yeah yet doctors actually get the surgeries get paid for reducing blood pressure and reducing cholesterol which but no one treats the menopause no. so it's not quite right is it? it's it's not it's no it's um so so there's a lot of misunderstanding about um hrt but let's go back to because i did pick up on it about testosterone yes so Certainly in my medical training, I had nothing about testosterone. We weren't taught about testosterone. Were you taught anything? No, I wasn't. Back in the dark ages. No, No, I wasn't. Um, And clearly testosterone is a male hormone. Yes. But women, interestingly, produce higher amounts of testosterone than estrogen. Um, And most of it is from our ovaries. So Mm -hmm. as our ovaries decline in function or get whipped out by an operation then our testosterone levels reduce. And not everyone misses testosterone. Oestrogen is the most important hormone. Yes. Um, and I sometimes feel testosterone is a bit like the icing on the cake. You mm. felt better, as you mm. clearly described, on your oestrogen. Yes. But testosterone can make a big difference. And we have cells that respond to testosterone all over our body, but especially in our brains. Mm. So um, the NICE guidelines that I've alluded to already say that if a woman if a woman is taking HRT and has reduced sexual desire, so lower libido, they can consider testosterone. Mm. So we know it helps with libido, yes. um, which is very important. We don't often it's talk mass, about sex, it's but it's very important, important, isn't it? And that's what I'm listening yes, to the ladies. Yes. And often women come here and they say, oh, I, I, I've never told anyone that I've not had sex. No. It's, it, you know, we're so... It's very privileged. It is. Yes, it is. I mean, as you know, being a health care professional is an incredibly privileged job. Mm. And people tell us all sorts of things that they often mm. haven't even told their partner. And yeah. so the lack of... It's not just penetrative sex. It's the intimacy that goes, isn't it? People say, I don't want to be hugged or touched. Mm. I don't... When my husband holds my hand, I just don't want it. But I think we're very different with sex. Men, mm. I've... Well, I haven't had many men. <laughs> don't want to go there but men it's more of is of a function it's more of a release it's more yes and for us it's the whole package yes totally absolutely and And, uh, we need to look right we need to feel right we need to have had a nice time we we need the whole we hope the whole movie yes it's absolutely and if we begin to feel good about ourselves then we're going to want to be yes 
Well, we immediately feel attractive. Yes. The vaginal dryness is a yes. huge, huge problem because that yeah. can cause terribly painful sex. Yes. And uh, the lubrication and the, uh, yes. it's so vital. Because I know you've got some samples on your desk, haven't you? Oh, my God. And I love them. giving freebies yes. out, yes. but I have to be careful because I don't want to insult the ladies. No. But, but I, we have them in the, in the toilets here as well, we, don't we? Yes, and, they and go it's quite perfect. Yes. And um, that is something that is really important. It was hilarious. I thought, right, okay, this is the evening, and I... <laughs> There's one called silk that um, is, has no parabens and is very, very fluid. Yeah. And I went to the bathroom and I ripped it off. I thought, right, this is it. I'm going to put, uh, administer this. It went everywhere. <laughs> so I do say to the ladies, be careful. Yes. You know, um, yeah. That's really important. Yeah. But there's nothing worse than feeling unattractive. Yes, definitely. Invisible. Yeah. And which is what a lot of people say, isn't and it? Just feeling yeah. unloved and mm. hope. Yeah. But if they came and just sat in where I sit and just saw people from I've often said about let's take photographs of the people when they arrive because I would just love to show mm. them and say, Look, this is you in a f- yes. you, you know, look, it's just not everyone is sad who comes through this door Absolutely on their first. No. Um, a lot of people I find have, have just go, oh my gosh, why am I making so many mistakes with my job? Yes, yeah, but people are worried, don't they? They're huge. They worried. are very worried. Most people are um, are worried. They're they're quite disappointed into how they've changed and they're scared, mm. aren't they? Um, but yeah, just very quickly go back to vaginal dryness. We know from studies it affects around seventy percent of women, and it's one of those symptoms that worsen so um as you know hot flushes sweats can improve with time um even some of the fatigue anxiety can improve with time but vaginal dryness once women have it unless they get the right treatment it can worsen and it's not just about sex um we see women who can't sit down or stop wearing no. trousers or even underclothes yeah. because it's so uncomfortable and sore and um you've already mentioned silk which is a is a great vaginal moisturizer we also have yes, yes. which is an organic product mm-hmm. and um Rigel as well and they're good products we give the samples and just let the women choose there are a lot out there that you can buy over the internet or in chemists that are very irritant, especially some of the scented products. So yes. um, KY jelly is something we use for examinations, but it shouldn't be in the bedroom. No. It's very drying, doesn't last long. So it's very important to get good advice. Um, we also use a lot of local estrogen, which comes as pessaries or cream, or there's a ring that lasts for three months. So, and actually the ladies yeah. are very, very happy with that. Yes, it makes a huge difference. And yeah. that's different to HRT, yeah. but yeah. it can be used as well as HRT. Yeah. So um, so there's lots of treatments. And what's, what's really great, isn't it, that we can individualise treatment, which is really important. So yes, and everyone has a different... Um, a different treatment, a different plan, um, a different future, which is really important, isn't it? And they are waking up, yes. which is just lovely. Which is great. Yes. But what is lovely also is seeing their partners with them, supporting yes, totally. them. That is so important. Totally. Too. And, and um, you know, it's not just male partners. We have quite a few patients that we, who are in same-sex relationships. So, oh, and they're and, delightful. And if they're both going through yeah, at the same time, then it's really not Sharing. Fun. Yeah, it's really not fun. So thank you ever so much. This no, has been really you. interesting and informative. Just before we go, I would like three take-home messages that you could just share with women, three things that they can think and reflect about um, based on the content of this podcast. I think 
don't put yourself on the back burner anymore. Mm. Be brave. Um, just have that me time is really, really yes. important. And maybe just start keeping a diary. Yes. I find that helped me yeah. just to go, do you know what, suddenly getting better. I think that's absolutely right. And also marking when your periods, you're still having periods yeah. and you can sometimes see a pattern. And it's we're so busy, aren't we now? We get mm. through the days, we're rushing to bed. And young girls the keep a nap of their periods. Yes, well, you know? exactly and I think so if we keep could a nap, tune in with that, it's brilliant. So thank you ever so much, it's Tracy. It's been a pleasure. That's been brilliant. Thank you. For more information about the menopause, please visit our website www.menopausedoctor.co.uk.